So, um, yeah. So, I'm like, okay, I'm going to TMI you a little bit, and then we'll get back to yoga. See, she already woohooed. <laughs> Um, so I was just in the bathroom actually, and it said on the side of one of those spritzer bottles, um, I was like peeing, looking up and it said, may all beings be happy and free. And I was like, what went through my mind was like, yeah, but how, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, like that, just to say that and not do any work around what that actually means, I think is where spiritual bypassing can come in. Do you guys know what that is? Um, it's where you just say essentially like catch phrases <laughs> like, yeah, dude, may all beings be happy and free. Um, and then that's it, essentially. Um, and if anything bad happens in your life, you're like, whatever, it's meant to be, man. I get so bro when I spiritually bypass, apparently, like, <laughs> and not do any sort of, like, inward gaze, gazing and looking as to, like, what might actually be going on and how we can help ourselves, and I was writing in my journal thinking about um, practice today, and I was like, okay, so I had kind of, like, a big um, spiritual, like, therapeutic breakthrough when I was gone that I wasn't even aware of until I went to therapy yesterday and started talking about my life. And then my therapist was like, um, this is kind of a big deal. And I was like, eh, you know, I just like paused and she's like, this is what we've been working on for two and a half years. <laughs> you know? And then I cried because I hadn't like quite realized it, you know? Um, and so that's another reason why I'm thankful for the space that I had, um, just to be in my body. But the yoga part of this is that I think that we do all of these practices, the yoga and the journal writing and the therapy and the meditation and the chanting and the breathing and like all of the tools that we have in yoga so that we can know our own minds and hearts better so that we can be more free, right? Because when something else is running the show under the current that we're not aware of, there's the possibility of freedom doesn't really exist for us. Does that make sense? Uh, the best way that I can think of it, you know how you have that friend who always repeats the same pattern? Do you guys have that friend? And you can see it so clearly where you're like, oh my God, she's dating that guy again. <laughs> like it's essentially a carbon copy of the last guy. And she's acting exactly the same way, and like, but you can't say anything because you're like, she's gonna have to learn on her own. Um, do you guys understand that? That's when the pattern is running itself, and you're not aware of it. That's like one of the ways to know it, and we have those too, right? Um, just because we can see it in other people doesn't mean that we necessarily are seeing it in ourselves. Uh, and one of my patterns that I have been working with is. Um, And labels are labels only in so much as um, we can use them to wake ourselves up, right? Not to damage ourselves, not to um, judge ourselves, not to like make it more harmful for ourselves to be in the world. But I've been working a lot on um, a wound that caused my nervous system to want to anxiously attach. Do you guys know what that means? To any, (laughs) oh yeah. Yeah, I just was reading that. The attached book? No, this other book. Okay. <laughs> oh yes, totally. Uh huh. Um, the body knows, keeps the score. Yep. So um, yeah, I know. So good. 
a little depressing in the beginning, but then you're like, wait, healing is possible. And I'm here to tell you healing is possible. But there's the three different attachment styles um, of uh, avoidant, which is the person who doesn't is really scared of attachment and um, apparently are mostly what's in the dating pool once you're in your late 30s and 40s, are the avoidant <laughs> attachers. <laughs> you're laughing, but that's a statistic. <laughs> Um, and then there's the anxious attachers, um, which is what I am in intimate relationships. So if I care at all, I tend to like want to hire. And then there's the securely attached people, which apparently is over 50% of the population, but I think that's a lie. I'm going to say that publicly. I think those people lied on the little form. <laughs> I, I do. I don't think that that's accurate. Um, so one of the things that anxious attachers do um, which is me is that when we get um, when we get attached or we like spending time with someone is that we need more and more reassurance like constant reassurance which is the most annoying thing in the entire world right and so we know that it's annoying and so then we make um, different things up kind of like to pretend that's not what we're doing <laughs> like send a sexy text just to like hope that they text back or like <laughs> say something about this cool thing we're doing just to hope that they text back. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so when I, when I was gone on vacay, I met um, a boy who I really am enjoying his company and I could see, I was like, I'm totally like have healed my anxious attachment people. Like that's where I was. I was like, I'm pretty fucking sure I'm secure, you know? <laughs> Turns out <laughs> that the universe heard that and was like, really? Let's see. <laughs> and handed me this really kind, awesome person who I actually do think maybe is securely attached. Um, and so I was watching myself do this stuff. And because I had woken up to the fact of knowing my own heart and my own mind, I could see it for the first time. And I was driving myself insane. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, so I was running on Mount Tabor and I, I was like, oh my God, stop wanting to like, what are you doing? You don't have to be that cool. You can just be you. If he doesn't like you, fuck that shit. You're awesome. You know, like gave myself back off. And then I stopped and I stopped running and I was like, wait, I'm fine. And it was like, this sounds really, felt like a trickle of my center channel became a river. Um, like this strong flowing river inside me that has not gone away since that moment. And the place then that I am reaching out from is one of um, like security and knowing that no matter what happens externally, that that river exists inside of me and that it is possible to touch in on that at any moment. And that's the yoga. Does that make sense? Um, oh, that was Grace Clapping podcast, people. <laughs> I love you. Um, and that's, that's freedom, right? And when the show is running on its own, when it's doing that avoidant anxious cycle, that is the prison. And that's what we're doing in here. It doesn't look like that's what we're doing in here when we're like warrior two, whatever. But that is... <laughs> But that's the secret, that's the secret stuff we're doing. I told the class yesterday, we were working on some releasing of the pelvic floor in and out of the body. 
And they got all caught up in the anatomical terms, and I was like, dudes, this is just secret yogi woo-woo disguised in anatomy terms, right? (laughs) And I think especially since Trump got elected that we think that we don't matter, right? That our energy doesn't matter. Um, And what we're doing here is reminding ourselves that it matters. The way we move our energy and the way that we relate to ourselves with compassion, with love, like really tapping into that river that is available to all of us. Um, But that's what's important. And I think it's like really revolutionary work right now. Um, So I'm glad you're here. And thank you for putting up with my really long pep talk. Because I think that it's important for us to recognize that the enlightenment is not like... (laughs) I saw lights and rainbows surrounding my body. And then I was like, dude, all beings are happy and free. (laughs) It's like dating someone, driving yourself nuts, and then pausing and realizing you're okay. That's like what enlightenment is. That's like the real work of it, um, I think, in this world. Um, So, okay, let's practice. Bye.